A contract laborer comes with a lot less liability and expenses compared to a W-2 employee. So if you're looking to hire help from the beginning, we usually recommend that you start with a 1099 contract laborer first if you can. That will save you money, paperwork, and legal responsibilities over hiring a W-2 employee. Welcome to What Your CPA Wants You to Know, a podcast for business owners and those planning to make the jump into entrepreneurship. If you're thinking, I've got a great business idea, but what's next? This podcast is for you. I'm Carson Sands. And I'm Taryn Sands. And together, we started our CPA firm. We've grown exponentially over the past six years. I'm a CPA with over 10 years of experience helping people start and grow their businesses. And I'm an MBA with a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship. Follow along as we share the ins and outs of running a business while keeping your family and sanity intact. And how to save tax dollars without breaking any IRS rules or triggering a painful audit. We're here to share everything your CPA wants you to know in a fun and easy to understand way. Let's get started. Let's do it. It's the most terrible time of the year with the IRS calling and everyone telling you not to extend. It's the most Terrible time of the year. It's the tax, taxiest season of all. There'll be scary bank records and tales of the horrors of tax seasons long, long ago. It's the most terrible time. Yeah, the most Terrible time, oh the most terrible time of the year. I had to add that jingle in. I recorded Carson doing it in January and he is not with us today once again. Shocking, I know. So I wanted to add that in there. We made that up a few years ago and it's just a little accounting humor for you today. He will be back again one day, I promise, but today is not the day. It will just be the Taryn podcast until then. Today, our episode is all about hiring help for your business. Now, this is a big step that most business owners face, and it often comes with a lot of questions, especially when it's the first time a person is trying to hire help. Now, in our business, we're a service-based business, so we didn't necessarily need help from the very beginning. And in the last few years, we're actually seeing a lot of service-based businesses that people are running from their home, like creating content or providing some other service, and they don't necessarily need someone from the start other than just themselves. So this is so much different than a business that sells a product and needs like a lot of manpower to create and ship their product. But our CPA firm is a service-based business and we actually did not hire consistent help in the business until our business was about six years old. So that just means Carson and I were just doing all the work in the business ourselves 
And that was a lot of work for two people. But we were able to take 100% of the profit just for us. Our overhead was very low and we had no labor costs. So that was something that worked really, really well for us in a service-based business. And it worked well for a really long time. We were able to slowly grow our business and basically max ourselves out until we decided that we needed to get some help. Now, at our CPA firm, we always recommend to our clients to wait as long as possible to hire someone consistently because it adds a lot of overhead and really a lot of stress for a new business. So if you have the option to wait, we always recommend waiting. You really want to make sure that you're comfortable with the amount that you're paying someone and know that you can very easily pay them without stressing about payday every single time. Now, that's definitely not to say that you shouldn't get creative and get help for yourself. We have a business and we have three kids in a very busy life, so we did need a lot of help to make everything run successfully over the past six years. So I'm not saying that we didn't have any help, we just got a little creative. We thought of it just a little bit differently. So since we're in the business of accounting, it would be very hard and pretty expensive for us to hire someone to help do the work that we do, accounting and taxes and bookkeeping. However, there's so much work that we have to do in our home and with the kids that we decided early on to start hiring some of that out so that we could work more and stress less about other things outside of the business. So before we hired help in the business, we first hired help in our home. So we hired help with laundry and cleaning the house, and we hired someone to come mow our yard, things like that, because we would be able to make more money in the business if we spent less time doing things like that. Also, at the very beginning, we didn't spend a lot in childcare. We were actually switching off. So that was one of the very first things that we invested in because there came a point quickly that we both needed to work and it was very clear that we needed full-time childcare. So six years later, our business was very established and we felt very comfortable hiring someone. So now we have Kaylee with us and it's been amazing to have some help. But I am so glad that we waited to a point where we felt really comfortable paying someone else out of the business. Hiring someone is a really huge expense and it doesn't always pay off very quickly. There's so much training to do up front and time going through resumes and verifying information. It's just a lot of upfront work and upfront expenses when you're hiring someone new. I looked at a lot of studies and most of them agreed that it took around $4,000 for a business to hire a new employee. Now that's not the salary you're paying them and the payroll taxes and all that. The $4,000 is just recruiting, job posting, screening applicants, background checks, training, all of that stuff. So that's just to get them in the door. Now, all of those are expenses for an actual employee to your business. However, you can also hire a contractor to help you in your business, and there's a lot less expenses associated with hiring a contractor. So today, we're going to talk about the options you have when hiring your business, the paperwork you're responsible for, and the due dates you should keep in mind as a business owner. Now, many businesses will start needing employees for their business right from the start, unlike our business where we were able to wait until we just couldn't do it all ourselves. 
So first, let's talk about the two options you have for hiring help in your business. The two options you have are hiring a W-2 employee or hiring a contract laborer. A W-2 employee receives a wage, company benefits, and the employer is responsible for withholding taxes from each paycheck for the employee. So this is the traditional style of employment that a lot of us are used to. The employer receives a paycheck with taxes withheld, and at the end of the year, they receive a W-2 from their employer. The second option, a contract laborer, is paid a set amount per job, does not receive company benefits, and the employer does not withhold taxes from their check. A contract laborer is a self-employed person, and he or she can work for many companies at the same time. Generally, they will complete a job, use their own tools and equipment, and set their own hours. Now, this doesn't mean that they can't have a specific deadline, but they do pick which jobs and deadlines they want to do. So a really good example of a contract laborer would be hiring a person to design your website for your business. You hire them to do the job, they complete the job, and you pay them, and that's it. Now, it can be more consistent. For example, you could hire someone to edit your podcast every week, every month, every other month, whichever you prefer, and you can still pay them as a contract laborer. They're doing a set job for you, and they are generally doing it in the hours that they choose. However, they're still getting it to you by a certain due date that you both agree upon. A contract laborer comes with a lot less liability and expenses compared to a W-2 employee. So if you're looking to hire help from the beginning, we usually recommend that you start with a 1099 contract laborer first if you can. That will save you money, paperwork, and legal responsibilities over hiring a W-2 employee. And the good thing is that you will be able to deduct the amount you paid to both contract laborers and W-2 employees on your tax return. So looking at it from a tax standpoint, they're equally beneficial, whichever one you choose, and whatever amount you pay to either, you will be able to deduct as an expense on your tax return. The very important thing to note here is that if you hire help of either type, you are required to report the amount you paid them to the IRS. So that's your big responsibility as a business owner. And we're going to talk about the steps you need to take to make sure that you're doing everything correctly and legally. Now, for a 1099 contract laborer, your only requirement is that you file Form 1099-NEC once a year for each contractor paid over $600 during the year. You may hire someone to help with your website. You may contract someone to edit your podcast or to run your social media. And at the end of the year, you just look through your list and see who got paid over $600 during the year. Then you would file a form that's called 1099-NEC, which the NEC just stands for Non-Employee Compensation. And that form is going to tell the IRS how much you paid them. Now, of course, that's just their way of making sure they know exactly what was paid to everyone so they can collect the taxes on that income. So the one thing you want to do from the very start when you hire a new contractor 
is to have them fill out a form that's called Form W-9. You want to always make sure to have this form filled out before the person starts any jobs for your business. You should also never pay anyone before you have their W-9 form. If you're not familiar with a W-9 form, you can Google it and easily get a printable version that you can send out to any contractor to make sure that you have that form on hand before they start work. It's a very simple form and it's basically just a way for you to gather information from them so that you can file that 1099 that you're required to file. And the W-9 form is actually not filed with the IRS. It's really just for you to use for your filings. On the W-9, you will need their tax ID number, which is either an EIN or their social security number, their name, their address, and their tax classification. The tax classification will tell you if the person doing the contract labor is for an individual, a C-corp, an S-corp, partnership, an LLC, and this will help you determine if you really need to send them a 1099. Number one, if it's over $600, you're required to send it out. However, you do not need to send a 1099, even if it's over $600, if the business is a corporation. So if they mark on that W-9 form that they're a corporation, that means that you do not have to send a 1099 to them. So those are your two requirements if you're going to hire a contract laborer. You need to make sure you give them the W-9 form right from the start to gather that information and keep it handy so that you have that when you need to file the 1099 NEC. Easy enough, right? So the 1099s are due the following January 31st of the tax year. So for any contract laborer you hire for 2023, that 1099 for them needs to be sent out to the recipients by the next January, so January 31st of 2024. So you have like a whole month to get together all of your totals and get those sent out. I know it seems like a lot of information because the IRS makes things kind of complicated, but once you get in the swing of things, I promise you will get it down And if you need a refresher, always come back and check out this podcast episode again. That's why we love making these episodes so we can refer our clients back here when they hit these big milestones in their businesses. Basically, it's a lot of information to retain all at once. So now we have all these episodes for you to go to and listen whenever you hit that specific step. Now, we do have an entire episode on filing a 1099 for someone So please look back at that one if you're needing to file a 1099 for 2023. That is episode number four, and it gives you a lot more information about the stuff I just talked about. Now, the easiest way to file a 1099 if you're working with a CPA is to send them a list of your contractors and the amount you paid them and all of the W-9s, and they can send those out for you and file them with the IRS. And there are various other sites online that will let you file 1099s for a fee. So it doesn't really matter which way you do it as long as you put it on your calendar and make sure that gets done. So now I want to flip over to the other option that you have when hiring help, and that's the W-2 employee. If you hire a new W-2 employee, you will need to have them fill out Form W-4. So same initial step, you need to get their information just like on the contract laborers so that you have that 
so that you can do all your responsibilities as a business owner. You've probably filled out many W-4s in your life if you've had a traditional job. The information on the W-4 form tells you how much federal income tax to withhold from each employee's paycheck and gives you all their personal information that you need to file that W-2 at the end of the year. So just like a contract laborer where you have to file the 1099 at the end of the year, if you hire a W-2 employee, then W-2s are due out to the recipient by January 31st of the following year. So that's a yearly responsibility that you have for both types of hired help. Now, if you have W-2 employees, you are also responsible for filing payroll reports and withholding taxes from each paycheck for all employees. You're required to make payroll deposits to the government and you're required to file quarterly payroll reports, which is Form 941. Another yearly requirement that you'll have in addition to the W-2 filings is filing a form that's called 940. So there's definitely a lot more paperwork involved when you have a W-2 employee. Now, when you're an employer, you are also responsible for half of your employees' payroll taxes. So this is something that you might not realize, but employers pay half of the Social Security and Medicare tax and the employee pays the other half. So if you have W-2 employees, you will be paying payroll taxes for each employee. So keep that in mind. That's a very big expense. So if you're going to have a W-2 employee or employees, then you will be required to file all of the payroll filings, which it's a lot, and it's a lot of things to keep up with. It's also a lot to learn if you've never processed payroll or filed payroll reports before. But just taking it one step at a time, the most important thing to do is step one, which is make sure that you get them to fill out their W-4 form before they start working for you in any capacity. Then you need to figure out exactly how you're going to process payroll for your employees. Now, there are many options for payroll processing, so you just need to look into that and see which option best suits your budget. If you have a small business with just like a few employees, QuickBooks Payroll is actually very inexpensive and pretty easy to use for payroll processing. QuickBooks can directly deposit payroll for all employees. It will file payroll reports, file payroll deposits, and depending on the version of your QuickBooks, it will also send out W-2s automatically and file your yearly 940. We think QuickBooks is really great and we definitely recommend it. However, you want to make sure you know how to operate it correctly so that you're not missing those due dates. If you're not familiar with QuickBooks, we would definitely suggest that you get a little bit of training and make sure you know where to check and keep track of those filings that QuickBooks is doing. Just like any income taxes, the IRS loves to assess interest and penalties on any payments or forms that you forget to file as a business owner. Now, I know it's very Debbie Downer (laughs) information that I'm delivering, but it's the truth And it's just what every business owner needs to know before they start operating their business. Unfortunately, dealing with the IRS is not always fun. And I'm here to make sure that you do everything correctly so you don't have to deal with them very often. So those are your two options for hiring help in your business. 
either a full W-2 employee or a 1099 contract laborer. Make sure before you have anyone work for you in your business, you have them fill out the W-9 or W-4 form, depending on what type of help they will be. That is your very first step and something you want to make sure that you keep track of and keep record of. Also, set a reminder in your calendar to file those yearly forms like the 1099 NEC or W-2s and 940s. I hope this is super helpful if you're about to make the decision to hire some help in your business. That is all the information I have for you today. If you have something else that you would like us to cover on another podcast episode, please send us a DM on Instagram and we will add that to our list. Also, if you found this helpful, we would really appreciate it if you shared on your social media or texted it to a family member or friend. Also, if you listen to this episode and you love the information I talked about here and want more information about running your new business, we do have a new business guide that has information like this plus so much more in it. And we're offering a discount code if you use the code PODCAST at checkout when purchasing the guide. So this is perfect for anyone just getting started and it has a lot of information like this whenever you reach these milestones for your business, as well as tax planning and bookkeeping and so much more. So if you want to check that out, make sure to use that code PODCAST and you can go to our website to buy that. It is www.whatyourcpawantsyoutoknow.com. Until next time, thank you so much for listening to What Your CPA Wants You to Know podcast. This podcast is intended to provide accounting and tax information for educational purposes only. All tax situations are unique and should be handled with the assistance of a tax professional. 